Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Faye and I'm delighted to be joined on this chilly Friday by the very cold Charlotte Dunker. Hello. I think I hope you mean temperature-wise. Mm. <laughs> we'll let, let the listeners decide on that. And Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. Uh, I mean, the main talking point today on the Friday since we last did our podcast is, of course... The Champions League draw. Um, I thought you were going to say Phil Jones's return from injury there. Yeah, well, we'll go and get to that. We'll get to that. We don't want to overwhelm the our audience United too much. Of the week. Yeah, exactly. Um, Charlotte, you were in the office and you were saying you wanted Barcelona. You were excited for it. I'm not sure. I hope, hope you not got holiday planned that week because maybe that's why you wanted that's it. That's why when I book my, big ho- my yeah. holidays around all the big United games. Um, yeah, well, it was a case of... City, it was going to be a derby, wasn't it? Or Barcelona, and I just really didn't fancy all these derbies coming at once in in April. And it's one of them. I know it sounds a cliche, but if they're going to win it, they're going to have to beat the best to to be the best. And great test. It's going to be a great draw, and they should be full of optimism after what happened in the last round. Yeah, and I saw some people on Twitter saying, well, they've only beat PSG and Juve, who debatably are on the same level, if not maybe Juve better than Barcelona this season. I know they've had it quite easy in La Liga, but they have got someone like Messi who just uh, makes them maybe a side who, who on their day can beat anyone because they've got that out-of-this-world talent. But United have already beaten two very good sides in Europe this season, away from home as well, Samuel. Yeah, I don't think there's... I mean. That they have shed that inferiority complex, and I, I still think that's relevant. Even coming up against one of just just one of the great players of all time in Messi, um, I mean, you are at risk of kind of underestimating the other brilliant Barcelona players on that side. You think, well, if if, if Scott McTominay can just McTominay sit, sit, sit on Messi for for, yeah. for ninety minutes or one hundred and eighty minutes, then United might be all right. But uh, I mean. That they don't have that aura they used to have. It's it's become a cliche. I mean, they, they haven't won the Champions League in in four years now, and they did have that only four years. I, well, that's that's what I mean. It, it you know, United went what thirty one years without <laughs> winning it, and that so Barca went. Did they go twenty something years uh, between, between ninety two and two thousand six. So fourteen. That's fourteen. Yeah, you know, fourteen years. But they they did have a you know they had a very good side in the in the late nineties when when Bobby Robson came in, and then obviously Van Gaal took over. Um, so you do. Just because they don't have Iniesta, Xavi, uh, Eto, or Villa, mm. you know all those guys who made them so just so so formidable, doesn't mean that they're still an incredibly daunting side to just come Coutinho, up against. Just Coutinho, Suarez, yeah, Rakitic. yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, there's you know, people don't even mention Dembele these days, yeah. even though he is what a nine-figure footballer. Um, in terms of his transfer fee but it, there is so much romance riding on that game I think Glamour doesn't really do it justice when you just think of the whole Robson in 84 Rotterdam 91 um, Romario in 94 the 3-3s in, in, in those group stage games in 98 and then more recently uh, the semi-final in 2008 and just the absolute shellicking really United took off Barcelona in those two finals even though the score lines. You know, I think it was just you know two goal, two goals between them. But 
United were completely. I think even in that first half at Wembley, I think someone said United United have been thrashed one one, which was an accurate that they they were literally the only um, challenges that Sir Alex Ferguson never toppled um, due to a number of factors. I mean, Guardiola had a relatively short shelf life there, uh, but it, 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 it's just another interesting plot strand. You know, this this whole all this talk about the spirit of Fergie with Solskjaer, um, if he were to take on Messi's Barcelona I think we can call them Messi's yeah. Barcelona so just for the um, the purposes of, of, of the, the narrative then if, if United were to topple them then it's it's, it's another I mean, we keep on saying it's another feather in his cap and what have you, but it, it really would be. It's a pretty be big cap, unique. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's become quite uh, quite the fluffy cap now already, but it could get could get fluffier. Um, I suppose the only upside, if if they were to go out of uh, of the courts of the quarterfinal stage, was that it would avoid uh, semi final with with Liverpool, which would just be ferociously triable, I think, because I think everyone just assumes Liverpool are going to get past Porto. Well, they beat that, them five 0 the, last year, didn't they? Yeah, they. I mean, the second leg was nil nil. Yeah, it? it was just that much of a non-event. So, um, for, for un, unless you're a masochist, I don't think anybody would relish <laughs> any Liverpool or United fan would would enjoy. I'd love it. A Champions League semi final. I know you would love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Causing chaos. I think I need to maybe republish my Coutinho Barcelona gossip piece I did in January as well. If, if that draws me, why not that one up? But uh, Charlotte, uh, I know we've talked about the, the win at Juve, the win at PSG. For you, would a win away at Barcelona top both of those, maybe just because it is the quarterfinals, or do you think that United have already beaten a side better than them? I feel in terms of quality of team, Barcelona are probably going to be the best ones, but it depends what circumstances United go into uh, the game against uh, Barca with. I don't think, given how many injuries, how many players they had out, the scoreline they had to come back from... I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's going to be. Well, maybe it will be as dramatic as uh, the night in Turin, but I think that's going to still remain up there, even if they go and beat Barcelona. Obviously, the feet, the feet, and the result will probably be, be will be better if they beat Barca. But it was all the circumstances surrounding that Juve win that made it even more special, wasn't it? Yeah, and the same with PSG. I mean, if you say that the reserves can beat PSG away from home, then surely a fully fit first team would have no problem against Barcelona. Yeah. But Samuel, do you think? If- the supporters, you know, 20 years on from the treble, Ollie going back to the, the new camp. Surely there's nothing but a United win coming. And uh, as, as I said, he, he really does need to uh, swap his Paris bib for his 99 tracksuit top so he can patrol the touchline there, um, just like just like old times. I mean, he... Uh, what time is this going to go out? Well, I'll just say in the embargo section, he does touch upon the whole the parallels I mean it it didn't go unnoticed against Southampton and PSG the, the, the guy who came on to change things in both matches uh, wore the number 20 so <laughs> another superstar in, in Diogo Dallo but he, he's always been quite um, he's, he's never really changed his stance and all the whole history and what have you ever since he, he, he took over the role in December he, he doesn't really have much time for it he, he doesn't dwell on it Um all that romance I think he, he, he I mean sometimes he does not regress as such but he does there's, there are always slight contradictions when he talks about oh Sir Alex can come in and give the team talk I think sometimes he does himself a little bit of a disservice there because he has successfully you know, made the team his own side but he's also very keen at times to tap into that whole uh, nostalgia that really I think the supporters love they you know it does chime with them but sometimes 
he's maybe at risk of overdoing it. Uh, but it, it is, I mean, I was looking at his own association or his own relationship, if you like, with the teams left in the competition. There was something unique or something stand out mm-hmm. a memory anyway that that he had with all of them even Ajax he never played against them with United but he, he did beat them with Mulder as, as manager in the Europa League so there was always going to be an interesting plot line uh, whoever United uh, drew in the Champions League I just think it's it's quite it's quite nice that they did listen to I was coming back from Carrington listening to it on the radio when Ajax and Juventus was first drawn out that meant of there had to be uh, all English, English yeah. draw and I just thought when, when it was Porto as well did let out an expletive at that point <laughs> uh, when they got Liverpool so I think it was quite pleasant in the end that they did get Barcelona given the way you know the draw went and it it was Barcelona United left yeah no one really wanted all them derbies no no I don't think they actually did that was the way it was going wasn't it yeah, exactly. I like said, I actually is nice as well for the old school nineties fans. Yeah, six final. Yeah, it is again. But yeah, Charlotte, you touched upon it. Then you didn't want the derbies for for you. Was was that the the toughest test getting Liverpool? Would that have been the the nightmare scenario if you? I just think that European aways. You want a European away, as in the you want to. You, you don't want to. You want to leave the northwest of yeah, England. You don't you? just want to be travelling across the other side of the city, and especially because there's still the chance they can get them in the FA Cup as well. And then there's the derby. I think it just would. It makes more for an exciting game because if you watch the same game four times in the space of eighteen days, there's only so many tweaks and changes you can do. It's just going to get a bit monotonous, and I don't know. I, I think suppose, that's what's so fascinating for them at some points. I mean, especially for to see how they tweak. Yeah. Yeah, especially from a manager's point of view I personally I'm looking forward to City Spurs just because in the Premier League you know who wins that for well, me well, well, in in a peculiar way there's probably no I mean it's, no I haven't been daft there it, there wouldn't be a, there's not going to be as much interest in that as there would be if it was United City but at yeah. least there's some needle there between Pochettino and Guardiola I mean that they'll be backslapping when they greet each other and at the end games but um, yeah, there is a bit of history there and I think you know Pochettino away from the cameras behind closed doors he's not a big admirer of Guardiola which goes back to his time with with Espanyol whereas if it if United and City did have four derbies within the space for a month Guardiola look we've, we've, we've seen his press conference copy he's not particularly confrontational I think what he said about Mourinho all those years with Barcelona about him being the effing boss that's just lay down a marker that he doesn't want to get in, involved into any any verbal yeah. jousting in press conferences Solskjaer is, is amiable I mean you can't really imagine him having a touchline row if Mourinho was still in charge and there were four derbies in the space <laughs> yeah it'd be a, a month, totally different that, story I'd, I'd, that, that would be great from, from a journalistic perspective even though United would be nowhere near um, City in terms of being a competitive it wouldn't be nice to watch would it no no but they could you know but could be fireworks yeah, and, and that's what you want from, from a journalistic perspective but I think um, the, the way it's fallen with with United avoiding City and just avoiding all the English clubs in general that's preferable even though if they were to get past Barcelona there's it's not even a a great chance it's almost certain Guaranteed. that they would get Liverpool in the Champions I am League off for that one as well you know, United Liverpool yeah 
Well, if it's a re- if it reaches the semi final, yeah. I'll have to get myself a Barcelona shirt <laughs> though, won't I? For, for Fire Asylum, my PSG well, one's that, not that, made. that was the other irony of it. I, I did go, uh, this, I've not even been paid to plug them, but I <laughs> did go into classic football shirts and Dean's game. They did have a, a Barca Kappa shirt. Oh, I do. Oh, the nice. Yeah, it's my favourite ever one. I, I did have to take that. Once one, I won one of those on eBay with Ronaldo on the back, but I was How in such. It was only about forty pound, well, but I was in such is, student turmoil that I couldn't afford to to do it because it was the week. Oh, before. so you didn't get it? No, because I my student finance hadn't come in yet, so I couldn't. <laughs> That's what student loans are for, isn't it? Yeah, but I couldn't go into my overdraft just to get this shirt that was a bit too big anyway. And that you're wouldn't regretting have been it one. now, aren't you? Deeply regretting it, but there's still time. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the Champions League. I've got weeks and weeks to plan it for, for five aside. Well, I, when I went to Barcelona in, in 99, I did get the um, their centenary shirt, the 18, 99. Yeah, they remade that, that as well for the Dart El Clasico. They the did, didn't week. they? Yeah. Very niche Barcelona podcast we're doing right now. But. <laughs> it really backfired on Hipsters. you, though, your uh, PSG uh, shirt. Mbappe choice. shirt, yeah. yeah. It's, I was thinking I need to put that on eBay because the value is just plummeting by the, by the minute, really. Full kit. I got for fourteen pounds an, an Air Jordan one. Yeah, oh, it might dear. have been that. No one. Where, no one where do you wear a full kit? Well, I'm not going to wear the full kit, am I? But but I've got the full kit that right. now has got no value or sentiment or anything. I found that really odd when uh, Rashford scored. They it was almost as if the broadcasters had been paid off because they zoomed in on some guy who's wearing an Air Jordan cap. Who, oh yeah, he just looks timing so... takes his oh, Air Jordan yeah. cap yeah. off and. You you see the logo that bit clearer. I mean, just just good good riddance to PSG. That yeah. there's there's something uh, unpleasantly hollow about them. And that's why I love them. Oh well, <laughs> we go again. We'll see. We'll see who has the last laugh. It'll probably still be United. But other than the Champions League draw as well, Charlotte there's also a, a big game on Saturday night against Wolves in the FA Cup. Of course, Wolves have already knocked Liverpool out at home as well. How how are you feeling ahead of that game? Because I guess maybe. It's the foot. I know we say this quite often, but it's a, it's a big game that you're not going to, and they are the clear favourites. Really, I know you might say Wolves have been good all season against top four, top six sort of sides, but whether you like it or not, United have to be considered the favourites for Saturday night. Yeah, I think they are considered the favourites, especially given their current run of form. But I think it's going to be a really tough game. From memory, it was a draw earlier in the season. One all, yeah. yeah, that was the last time they haven't played them since because they're gonna. We've still got to play them again in the league. So after the international break. Pardon? Was that a we? No. We've still got to play them. No. (laughs) (laughs) What position are you playing? Not that Charlotte. Yeah, no. I used to play in central defence, but Did you? Yeah. That's a whole other story. Do you think you would have done better than Eric Bay against PSG? Um, well, yeah, given he was played out of position as well, but I think I've already made my feelings about (laughs) Eric Bay playing it right back quite clear. Um I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Wolves. It's going to be a tough tough game. You're going to see a different United side to the <coughs> one that Mourinho took, uh, played against them earlier in the season. But I don't know. You'd like to think that they're confident. I know they lost against Arsenal at the weekend, but they didn't play badly. And I think, as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said in his press conference, which we can't repeat on it was these a bit blue, wasn't airwaves it? because it had to be bleeped out on uh, mm, like on someone TV. else's comments a couple of weeks ago but we won't go into those <laughs> don't care. they weren't blue thank you um, no one will ever know because it was edited out anyway they were darker than blue that's <laughs> stop putting me off I've lost my train carry on you were on now. about something about football but well, it's surprising given you lost to Arsenal yeah and Solskjaer said that they weren't rubbish bad against yeah. them yeah so I just think if they continue in that same vein of form you've got players coming back the confidence will still be high they should go there and win but I do not think it'll be easy 
Samuel, do you echo those? Are you looking forward to your Saturday night in Wolverhampton? Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's. It, it, I, I genuinely think that even though it's a terribly timed match, there's. What I like about it is that Wolves are clearly. They've made an effort to try and win the FA Cup this season, which can't be said of most of the Premier League mm. sides, the way they, they treat it. Uh, I thought that it's, it's either them or Southampton have probably been the best best opponents at Old Trafford this season in terms of performance. Wolves were excellent. I mean, if, if there wasn't so much attention on the Champions League draw um, this week, it probably would have made an, an interesting piece because that Wolves game was, of course, the one where Pogba decided to sidle over to us in the mix zone and demand that United <laughs> attack, attack, attack. And then days later... He lost the second captain's role on the night they went out to Derby, and then the following day, it all blew up in front of the cameras at Carrington. Um, but that that kind of typified Pogba at the time, and that he played a brilliant pass for Fred's goal. It was like that no look pass yeah. that he just caressed into his path, and then he cocked up for the move that led to Matinho's equaliser. Uh, I mean, I think the interesting thing going into this is that. I mean, it was interesting. It was quite apt that you touched upon by because again, this, no young, this, this did yeah. come in the embargo section. But Young suspended, um, Lukaku's injured. It's got to be you three. Tweet, to five I wouldn't two. be surprised if he does go with the back three, and also the fact that Wolves almost every oh, week yeah. play with a back three as well, and United made quite a seamless shift to that at Arsenal they I mean it was, it was weird it was such a weird game in that Arsenal did have the up hand of, uh, of United in that first 20 minutes but United responded um, with, with a better side with their you know going, going with the back three yet couldn't score and in the end you know you could look at it as a tactical triumph by Emery but he didn't really respond to United responding to Arsenal so I think Solskjaer probably extract that positive from the from the Arsenal game take it to Wolves you'd probably see Rashford and, and Marshall plan up top um, in an axis and the fact that it looks like Lukaku Lingard Sanchez Mata who would you play in midfield along well, if you go 3-5-2 you've got Matic Pogba McTominay maybe would you go probably Herrera possibly yeah if he's back uh, I think he'll travel. I think it was a little bit surprising that he didn't travel to Arsenal. Um, I'd imagine he's fit for the Wolves game. And where, obviously, Young's um, suspended. Darmian doesn't even come into it by... Is he still injured or is he just AWOL? Well, he's, I think he said... I think he did say a couple of weeks ago he started running, but he just... You wouldn't be surprised if he travelled, but he just doesn't come into the reckoning. And where they... He's good at three at the back. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's done it before, hasn't Imagine he? Imagine the team sheet drop. Rojo Darmian. We've not heard about Darmian for months, and he's straight back into the starting eleven. Where do you both stand on? Well, we're on it on Romero playing in goal. I know you said that he's the cup keeper and such, but if it if this is United's one chance of silverware this season, do you do you not go with De Gea or do you, do you still stick with Romero? I think the the timings work to his advantage that De Gea had Arsenal inexplicably yeah. let that Shaka shot in and if, if people are still debating that you, they've, they've wasted their time because it, it was a goalkeeping error um, and also if, if the tie were to go to penalty shootout De Gea is absolutely hopeless at saving penalties and Romero's record is um, much more favourable I think the only pen- he saved that one at Southampton a couple of seasons ago and the, the World Cup semi-final is relatively current in that 
it could have some kind of a psychological impact. So I think the timings help for Romero. Romero. <laughs> but I do remember when it came to the Europa League final at the time thinking, given how much that was riding on that game, United should have played De Gea. In the end, it was immaterial because they won and Romero was solid. But in the case of the game on uh, Molyneux, uh, I, Romero's going to start and completely agree with that decision. Yeah, I just think that even if De Gea hadn't hadn't made a mistake, Solskjaer said he's the cupkeeper. Romero's done nothing in the games that he's played in to warrant being dropped from that mm. position. I know he then doesn't play the next game because he isn't United's first choice, which is fair enough, but he's not made any howlers, which should suggest that he shouldn't play. And he's, I think he's played quite well, actually, when he's been given the chance. So definitely keep him in the team. It's maybe an international fortnight uh, topic that and that Romero's not in the Argentina squad as well which is a slight surprise yeah. given that he's always been in there and the competition he's, he's up two. against there's no yeah, clear I, I mean I don't I, I remember when he signed at the time thinking if, if Argentina ever produced a great genuinely great mm. goalkeeper they probably haven't he's probably their best in a in a generation but he's not in the squad and I think he's not spent more than four years at a club in, in Europe as well and of course he's coming up to f- four years with United so whether he stays or goes in the summer is a is, there's a decision to be made there because it depends how much it, it means to him playing for Argentina which I imagine it means an awful lot because as Ferguson said they're particularly patriotic players um, but you know, if, if he doesn't get in the Copa America squad that might stimulate him to seek a move elsewhere because he's still reasonably young enough to play at the next World Cup yeah Charlotte I guess finally what are your predictions for the game are you confident that United will will do the business I'm going to edge it 2-1 is my prediction well, it's a very bold prediction I thought you were just going to say United might win but yeah 2-1 no, someone, I got uh, someone emailed me asking for some info like my insight and asked me what I thought the score was going to be so I've been had time to think about it Oh, interested they, they sort you out that's, that's good you're in demand we will, we will treasure that opinion if, if one's been worth the email <laughs> you for. didn't ask who it was so it's fine. no it could be anyone it could have been <laughs> it your was dad. My dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samuel do you agree that United should get through on Saturday night then? I think edge is the operative word I think they'll edge it but I do think it could go to extra time could be a late one for you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, it's just and well, you it's as well. Well, you're not in work. Not you, because what jolly are you on this weekend? Do you I'm know? going to a wedding this weekend. Oh, that should so be fantastic. No football for me. Is that, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh well, we go again. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Thank you very much, Samuel, for Thank joining you. us. Thank I need you. to remember to order this Barcelona shirt while while the iron's hot. Thank you very much for listening as well today. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review if you haven't already. And we'll be back next week to pick up the pieces after whatever happens at Molyneux this weekend.